I want to say good morning to everybody and say Happy New Year. It's wonderful to be here for PA Days in the spring of 2023. And I'm really excited to bring you some remarks this morning as we do this work on culture of care. And as I talk today, I'd like to share some thoughts about goals, challenges, and vision for the coming year. And I think you'll find that a lot of what I have to share synergizes with what we've been hearing uh, today, and especially from Russell. Before I get started this morning, though, I do want to thank Megan and the entire team for the work in setting up these great sessions. And I do want to thank our presenters. I've been really impressed with the work that's going on on culture of care and the focus that we have this year on our students and improving the student experience. In the time I've been here at LCC, I've really been impressed by the dedication of our faculty and our staff for our students. At the beginning of my remarks, I do want to look backward briefly and deliver a heartfelt thank you to all of your hard work and accomplishments last year in 2022. So on behalf of the Board of Trustees, I want to thank each and every one of you for the difference you've made in the lives of our students and the lives of our community. I just want to express my appreciation for the work that you do here at LCC on our campus locations and virtually to make our community a better place and help our students achieve their goals. So thank you for your hard work last year in 2022. Now, like you, I'm so inspired by the thoughts of our speakers uh, during these PA sessions. Dr. Cuevas was wonderful, but Dr. Lowry Hart touched on so many things that we can all do to connect with our students and take an active role in helping them thrive here at LCC. Uh, like you, Russell's message resonated with me, and that was very specific because not only is he one of my favorite community college leaders, he's also someone who's inspired me for many, many years. And I'm really excited that he, as a leader in this culture of care and love for students, has joined our conversation that started with our faculty and our staff, particularly in the Academic Senate. So I want to point out that what Dr. Cuevas and Dr. Lowry Hart uh, said during these PA sessions was not starting a conversation here at LCC. They're joining a conversation that's already well in progress. And I also want to personally thank Russell as a friend of mine and a colleague. He's somebody I've looked up to for many years. He often reaches out uh, to me with words of encouragement, and I always enjoy seeing him. And I'm glad that if you've never had a chance to hear Russell talk about the experience at Amarillo College, that you had that opportunity today. Well, the first topic I'd like to cover today has to do with goals. It's January, right? Time of New Year's, New Year's resolutions, and a lot of folks set goals at the beginning of the calendar year. So I'd like to talk about goal setting here at LCC for a little bit. One thing that's part of our board governance here is that by board of trustees policy, I need to put together a brief set of presidential goals for the board every year. And I've done that for the third year in a row. It hardly seems possible that I've been here long enough to create three sets of annual goals for the board. But I wanna review them briefly here this morning because these are the kinds of goals that are not instantly achieved and then checked off never to be seen again. The goals I'm gonna review for you are ones that give a focus to a particular year, but also endure in lasting work that goes on at the college. In 2020, when I first arrived, there were three very clear goals that I articulated to the board, and I think these were very important. 
The first was at the height of the lockdown for the coronavirus pandemic, job one here at LCC was keeping our students, faculty and staff safe during the pandemic. We had a very specific plan for keeping our facilities safe, our people first approach. So that was goal number one. The second goal you'll remember was our equity action plan. The board passed a resolution on racial injustice in the summer of 2020. And in the first six months of my time here, a very large group of people put together an excellent equity action plan that we presented to the board. As you all know, large components of that equity action plan were translated into our ongoing strategic plan and also built into the board ends statements. The third goal of 2021 was to engage in a strategic plan refresh process. With so much transition and volatility during the pandemic in 2020, we elected to do a three-year refresh of the existing strategic plan, making some minor changes, including the addition of an entirely new focus area on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the members of our campus community who've served on strategic planning teams. More than 150 of us are working on strategic planning teams here at the college. In 2021, I worked with the board to adopt three new annual goals. The first one of these was to build a culture of authenticity and transparency. This is something I wanna see continue indefinitely. The second goal was to facilitate a robust return to in-person service and instruction. And to that end, I'm really proud that we're one of the few community colleges to permanently and aggressively lean into hybrid work. We've brought a lot of our operations back to in-person, but we learned during the pandemic that much of what we do can be efficiently and effectively achieved online and in hybrid operations. The third goal that year was to improve our data reporting to the Board of Trustees. Now, if you've attended our Board of Trustees meetings over the years, you know that there's been a lot of dialogue about data presented to the board, specifically about student success data. And I wanna thank Dr. Matt Fall, the team in CDS, and literally dozens of folks from across the college for working over the course of last year to improve the presentation and data reporting to the board. I'm delighted to tell you that at the end of last year, I received some very positive feedback from the board about that data reporting. So those were the goals for 2022. And as I mentioned, all six of those are things that remain important as we go forward. At the board meeting in December last year, I shared the following three goals with the board for 2023. And I decided to present these differently this year. My intention was to come up with one word goals. In my experience, these annual goals serve as a focal point for the year. And all of these goals relate to the kind of culture I think we wanna see at Lansing Community College. Here are the three attributes of culture that I would like to focus on this year and I would love your help in doing so. They are accessibility, accountability, and improvement. The first word is accessibility. And before I share my thoughts regarding accessibility, I wanna acknowledge that LCC has already spent a great deal of energy working on accessibility, physical accessibility, and particularly digital accessibility for documents and web pages. I do understand that a lot of work on this area was very stressful, and I think we're in a relatively good place with digital accessibility at LCC. This is an ongoing effort to be accessible for everyone, for all of our learners, for all of our community members, and for each other. 
Physical accessibility means things like curb cuts, braille on signage, elevators, making sure that our physical built environment is accessible to all. Digital accessibility is, has to do with our electronic documents and the way we communicate. One of my favorite examples of digital accessibility, and I'm really proud to say that our social media folks do a great job with this at LCC, is including alternate text on images that are used in Twitter and Facebook and web pages. But the third aspect of accessibility that I learned about this year is cultural accessibility. Now this is a different element or aspect that I see taking hold at institutions, particularly nonprofit institutions across the country and around the world. I'm very excited to tell you that Lansing Community College has joined the Michigan Alliance for Cultural Accessibility. From my perspective, cultural accessibility is very much in keeping with our values as a community college, particularly as it relates to being a welcoming, open space for persons with different abilities and for neurodiversity. It aligns with our emerging focus on being an autism-friendly institution. And it's one of the things I wanna draw some attention to over the course of 2023, adding to our great strength of physical and digital accessibility by being intentional about providing a culturally accessible climate and culture. The second of the three one-word goals is accountability. And I'd like to take a minute to explain why I'm focusing on accountability this year. I spent a great deal of time with the qualitative feedback from our STAY surveys. And if you attended our open town hall meetings about those surveys, not only did we share all the results, but we also fielded questions for as long as our members of our community had those questions. We heard a lot about a perceived lack of accountability at Lansing Community College in our STAY survey feedback, particularly for folks in power, particularly for leaders and managers, and even particularly for the president. So I wanted to elevate this really important topic because I think it's something that matters a great deal to me and to you by making it a key area of focus for 2023. When it's done properly, accountability is not always immediately apparent. For example, if there's a leader who is behaving in a way that's not appropriate, the right kind of accountability or corrective action is not always apparent for all to see. We don't put someone in the stocks or drag them through the square. People often confuse accountability with consequences or punishment. But actually, holding people accountable is engaging in regular communication about living out our values. Accountability is something I want to spend a lot of time modeling in 2023. During the STAY survey all-employee meetings, I told everyone that even the president is accountable for his behavior. So to that end, there are two things we put into action. We announced during those town hall meetings that LCC has instituted a completely anonymous feedback tool in addition to our employee concerns email. This is completely anonymous, where folks can raise a red flag or blow a whistle on things that are not appropriate. Second, we've instituted 180-degree evaluations where employees, faculty, and staff can evaluate not only their supervisor, but their supervisor's supervisor. Information about this initiative appeared in yesterday's STAR. This is something that's worked well in a couple of our bargaining units, and I'm excited to see it move forward because again, I think it underscores the importance of a culture of accountability. Finally, the third one word goal for, 20, for 2023 that I'll be focusing on is improvement. And by this, I mean generally across the institution, but particularly on the things we measure and the things that matter to us, having to do with students 
and the impact we have on our community. We measure all kinds of things at LCC, and it's not just money or numbers. What I'd like to see is that everyone, whatever your role is in faculty, staff, administration across the college, that we're finding ways that we can improve. That we're not just saying good enough on things that we measure, but rather asking ourselves regularly, how can we improve? How can we be great? Building a culture of continuous quality improvement. So these are the three words I'll be focusing, focusing on in the coming year, and I wanted to share that with you. Before I discuss a vision for the coming year, and I have saved a lot of time for us to have dialogue when I'm finished, I would like to address some of the challenges we're facing as an institution. We're currently facing many challenges, including our current situation in the aftermath of COVID. You've heard me say this before, the COVID-19 pandemic is not over. We're still struggling with COVID, our world has been forever changed by it, and so is our college. We have a number of other challenges facing us, however, and I want to take those three big challenges and pull them forward into our larger discussion, because I think these are the challenges we need a vision to effectively address. The first challenge that I think is on many people's minds right now is a decline in enrollment. And while the final numbers are not in for the semester, we are significantly down this semester, and I think we have to confront that brutal fact. There are a number of well-known drivers for this decline, and we're certainly not alone among community colleges in this regard. There are demographic changes, high school graduation changes, economic changes in our country, and I believe we have to think differently about enrollment management than we have in the past. So that's one of our major challenges. An especially difficult aspect of this is a new volatility and uncertainty surrounding enrollment. Over my 30-year career in community colleges, enrollment peaks and valleys have been fairly straightforward. There was a pretty predictable inverse relationship between unemployment and community college enrollment. The pandemic appears to have broken that pattern. So I do wanna make one more observation about enrollment. Like many of you, I was a community college professional at the peak of the Great Recession 10 years ago, when most community colleges in the country, including LCC, saw their high watermark in enrollment. I've also lived through declines and troughs prior to that and after. And in my experience at the peaks of enrollment, when parking lots are full and classes have waiting lists, generally people can see themselves and their work in that increase as a kind of success. Conversely, I've noticed that during times of declining enrollment, many of us look outside of ourselves and point to others as the cause. Department X is not doing its job, leader Y doesn't have the right vision, and so forth. And I would submit to you that this is not the way for us to collectively look at enrollment management. It's a very complex thing, largely driven by outside forces that we all need to do together. And at the end of the day, as difficult as it is to get this point across, retention and attraction of students is actually everyone's job here at LCC, all of us. The second challenge I think impacting us in the coming year is the dramatic change in the way individuals view the role that work plays in their life. The heading for this challenge is often the future of work. We all know that our relationships to our jobs is changing, and it's changing pretty rapidly. It's changed in such a way that folks have shifted employers or left the workforce in dramatic fashion. The League for Innovation and EAB are researching this challenge specifically at community colleges, and just this week, Sarah Wiseman wrote a really thoughtful piece 
in Inside Higher Ed about it. Community colleges are large employers, and we're not immune to the kind of things that we see happening in other workplaces across the country. Here at LCC, we've seen a lot, we've spent a lot of time talking about how the future of work impacts us as community college employees, and we've made positive changes to innovate, resulting in permanent hybrid and work, uh, remote work options that were unthinkable just a few years ago. But I want to surface the fact that this great resignation doesn't just affect us as an employer. It's having a dramatic impact on how we interact with our community and with our students. In fact, I would submit to you that one of the many factors having a negative downward pressure on enrollment is that our students are looking differently at this prospect of coming here, of attending college, in the same way that employees are looking at how a job fits into their life. This is particularly exacerbated by the fact that we are, by many measures, experiencing a full employment economy, when even traditional entry or low-wage jobs are commanding higher wages. So the future of work is an ongoing challenge that we have to deal with as employees, as an organization from an HR and labor relations standpoint, but it also impacts what our students want and need from us. Finally, the third challenge I wanna share is the perception of the value of higher education. We've had some great dialogue about this across our organization. And for a long time, community colleges were maybe not immune, but perhaps not as directly targeted by the culture wars we see attacking institutions of higher ed. But I do think that we're starting to see the changing perception of the value of a certificate or a degree in a way that might be affecting how we are perceived. Now, we've long talked about the negative perception of community colleges being somehow lesser than the stigma against technical two-year and community colleges. I think opinion leaders, particularly in political rhetoric, have caused a number of Americans to question whether it's quote-unquote worth it to attend college at all. And that has started to spill over even to our technical and occupational programs, not just in transfer and general education. So all of these three challenges are very real, but they're not insurmountable. I do think, however, that a compelling vision is required to rise to these challenges. I think the most powerful way we can address the challenges we face is also one of the most simple. It's something that comes naturally to us as educators, which is why the vision I have for 2023 centers on the simple power of connection. It's time to connect. And as I outline that vision on how we can put it into practice, I want to acknowledge that we've been through a lot collectively as a college and as a society. The lasting impact and perhaps even trauma of being forced to disconnect from one another for our own safety and for the safety of others. And this at a time when technology, which does have the power to connect us in new ways, was already starting to empty our bookstores and bowling alleys and bars even before the pandemic took hold. Coming back to connect will not be easy. And I'll talk briefly about three types of connection, connecting with our students, connecting with our community, and finally, but very importantly, connecting with one another. So let's start with students. It might seem like an oversimplification to say that in a time of declining enrollment, it's imperative that we connect with our students, but it absolutely is. At its core, the action of connection is the intention of connecting something that we know we heard Russell and Dr. Cuevas talk about, that need for an individual connection with a student. 
This connection with students is so vital that I want to identify three specific types of student connection that I'll be thinking about over the year. The most immediate is connecting with our current students, the thousands of students who will start next week in our classes, walking on our campus, in and out of our buildings. I want to talk about how we connect in simple but powerful ways with the students that we already have. It should be said at the beginning that so many of us do this deeply and routinely on a daily basis. By saying that we need to connect with our students, I am not suggesting that we don't. But I am underscoring the importance of making that connection with the student, especially for those of us who don't spend our days in a classroom or behind a counter. And we heard Russell talk about this, helping that student who's lost, going the extra step to make sure that we reach that student who is already here. That is a very powerful impact on retention, to make sure that those students continue on their pathway to what they seek to achieve for themselves. The second group of students I'd really like us to focus on connecting with is the group of students who have lapsed or stopped out. And I wanna thank our folks in student services, the academic success coaches, folks in enrollment management, for attempting to connect with this very challenging group of students. The students were, who were enrolled last semester, but did not re-enroll for this semester. This is the group of students that keeps me up at night, not because of the impact it has on us, and it certainly does have an impact on us in terms of decline in enrollment, but what concerns me more is that these students have interrupted their paths toward a goal, their reason for coming here. It, their goal's been interrupted, and it's important for us to proactively reach out, not just wait for them to come back, we really need to proactively continue to try to find them and find out why they've stopped out and help them get back on their pathway. Finally, I'd like us to see, I'd like us to find creative ways to connect with new groups of students who have not traditionally considered LCC. There are a number of external factors that put a lot of students in play as potential LCC students, not just students who've recently graduated from high school, are students who are eligible for Michigan Reconnect. Take, for example, the changes at the large R1 University right here in our backyard. Michigan State University is growing. For the past two consecutive years, MSU has admitted its largest freshman class, and it's becoming increasingly more selective. There's an opportunity for us to reach students who may have otherwise gone directly to MSU or other regional state universities. Given our incredible faculty and amazing programs and facilities, we should be finding and making our value proposition to new students who haven't traditionally considered community college. Well, the second vision of, communication, of connection is with our community. This is something we do exceedingly well, but I think we can ramp up our efforts, particularly here as we've emerged from a completely virtual or lockdown situation. It allows us to reach out to community service groups, nonprofits, municipalities other higher ed organizations, arts and cultural organizations, K-12, and our other partners in business. Now, K-12 operations and the Business Community Institute, other areas of our college routinely do this, and I wanna especially thank, thank those folks in those areas. And I also wish to footnote something that's not generally known across the college because it involves confidential economic development projects and non-disclosure agreements. But that said, I do think we can talk about it without being too specific. And this is our college's role in the attraction of new industries to this region. I'm sure that everyone's generally aware that through the CHIPS Act and through the federal legislation, 
there are a number of technology-related industries looking for domestic U.S. production, particularly in the areas of batteries and semiconductor chips. And I want to thank the teams of people across LCC who've been partners with MEDC and LEAP in working with companies when they visit the region. These visits are often very low profile because of the confidential nature. So I do want you to know, and I think you'll be very proud, that the state of Michigan has ended several of these site selection visits right here at LCC because of our amazing people and facilities. Some of these industries are so significant, so large, that their presence, if they did come to Lansing, could actually transform the community in terms of migration, talent attraction, and economic development. So for that reason, being a great community partner with our state economic development agencies and businesses in a way that could posit positively transform our community is another important connection we need to make in the coming year. And I'll end with the real importance of connecting with one another as people who work at LCC. I've seen this happening since we've moved away from exclusively remote operations to a more hybrid model. I see people and departments taking great joy in connecting with one, or, one another again, safely in physical spaces, but also virtually. And I wanna encourage everyone to find creative ways to enhance connection with one another. As we have embraced remote work and hybrid work, it does become harder to connect. Brief con personal conversations, water cooler talk, bumping into one another in the hallway, walking downtown for lunch. These things have to, we have to work extra hard to do them in a hybrid environment where they maybe just happened organically or naturally before. So I encourage everyone to find new ways. And I want to acknowledge that there are tons of groups on campus already doing this. And thank you to those of you who've invited me to those new convenings. I really appreciate it. These kinds of connections are vital for working together as a college community. And I want to encourage everyone to find ways to intentionally connect. So in conclusion, my vision for 2023 is that we work hard to connect. I think that's how we do the things that Dr. Cuevas and Dr. Lowry Hart have set out for us in these great conversations. That we connect with our students, we connect with our community, and we connect with one another. Not just because connection is good, but because connection is the very thing that addresses the challenges faced by our students and our college. From my perspective, this is a key component of how we move to a culture of care. Again, it seems obvious to say so, but the concepts we've discussed about care and empathy and love with our students are only possible through intentional and genuine connection. Connection is also the key to addressing those large concerns I talked about, the decline in enrollment, changing attitudes toward work, and negative perceptions of higher education. Simply put, connection is the most powerful way for us to effectively respond to these challenges. And with that, I want to end by thanking all of you for your deep participation in these PA days. In my three years here at LCC, PA days is one of my favorite things. It's great to see so many faces doing what higher education organizations do so well, sharing ideas, debating ideas, and making sense of why we are all here. The Comprehensive Community College is my absolute favorite idea. We play a vital and specific role in our society facilitating social mobility for our students and their families, and working to develop the communities we serve. And I wanna thank you for the role you play in that really important enterprise.
Now, I made sure to save time for questions and dialogue because that's my favorite part of a meeting like this, interacting with all of you as team members. So I wanna thank you for your time. Thank you for your focus on a culture of care. And I do think that the most powerful way that we move to a culture of care is through connection. Thank you.